there, you are listening to Save by the Spell, a DIY podcast featuring witchy tips, psychic insight, and advice about sex, love, what's going on in the astro, and everyday stuff for you and me. I am your host, Marcella Kroll, and this is episode 23. So I want to start fresh. I think you guys do too. Certainly feels like February 1st felt to me more like the new year. I mean, I know it's it's more of a um, pagan holiday in bulk, which is like welcoming the return of the light. Also, because we spent most of January in a retrograde, forcing us to kind of reboot, rethink, and recalibrate everything we had been working on uh, in 2015. I was super appreciative of having that retrograde because it allowed me to not feel super pressured to you know, get a ton of things done, even though I, you know, did, it just, I don't know, there was, the pressure felt a little less intense. Also didn't have that much trouble with too much gadget stuff. I think the universe was probably trying to give me a bit of a break. I have a tendency to blow out light bulbs and crash electronics um, anyway, so I felt a little bit of a reprieve with that. So starting fresh, there, there's so many ways to do that, right? Like we want to get a good night's sleep. We want to start a new kind of uh, physical kind of uh, connection to our bodies, whether it's through diet or exercise or just being nicer. That, that's another way to do it. Uh, something I chose to do to start fresh this year was I deleted my personal Facebook account. And I have someone helping me with my business account, which is why it's still up. And um, I did have a couple people ask me, like, well, how can you have it up and not have a personal one? Uh, you know, I this year for me, I'm generally pretty open. And this year for me was like, you know, I want some more uh, privacy in the sense of I'm so in tune with all of you guys and I love being able to be so empathic, but I also wanted a little bit of feeling like downtime and I felt inundated by everything, um, you know, uh, via Facebook and I, I'm not trying to, you know, it was like, I didn't want to give any more of my power away to this, you know, entity of a computer, you know, application. But anyway, I have to say taking a break, you know, from that aspect and not having the instant gratification of going on and checking on something or going down a rabbit hole and getting caught up in a, you know, whatever campaign is being dished out there. I I have to say, I I feel my mood drastically improve. So, you know, even if you can't quit it, take a break from time to time, because I'm telling you, you just, just to give you, um, some of that chi back, you know, it, it can help. I still have my Instagram, which, because I love looking at the pictures, it's really sweet, and I love sharing photos. It's like one of my favorite things. So, you know, it's still there, and it's under my name. It's at Marcella Kroll. And of course, there is a Saved by the Spell Instagram, and now Corvus Society Instagram, which I have to say, I got to get better at posting on those, but it's hard to have three accounts, and I'm doing all my most of my social media myself until recently. But for those of you who don't know, Corvus Society is also something that I wanted to start this year, which is classes that I'm offering and teaching. And I'd like to expand it 
you know, uh, at some point, I don't want to be the only teacher. I, you know, it's meant to be more of um, a community at some point. So working on that, you know, and um, thanks again for you guys for your support and sending questions and listening. Uh, it's really so sweet of you all to kind of connect and through the emails and then I see, you know, the, you know, the listens and how many downloads and it's very exciting because sometimes I just feel like I'm alone in my room talking to myself and, you know, <laughs> you kind of go, okay, maybe I'm crazy, you know, but whatever, I guess I'll do this anyway. So enough blabbing from me, I have to say, um, I did want to kind of talk a little bit about, we have a couple of exciting things happening, you know, on Monday, uh, February 8th, we have, it's pretty awesome, we have a new moon in Aquarius, we also have what is called the year of the monkey in Chinese astrology. So the, the Chinese New Year is exciting, so this is a fire monkey year, and what does that mean? Well, if you look at the personality of the monkey, monkey monkeys are intelligent, right? They're super smart, they're very inventive, and they're playful. They like to be independent, but they do enjoy working with groups and creating, um, you know, evolution and, 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 you know, being playful and, and creating, like, a sense of achievement. I know it sounds really, um, just watch them if you watch them. They're super sweet, and they also are not afraid to stick up for the ones that they love. They're social animals, and they're really strong-minded in the way that they will go after what they want. They're not really there, but they're also really willing to please. I mean, we can look at that when they, um, you know, uh, want your, your affection and they want your approval and they're, you know, they, they can be really trustworthy and they, they can also to the point where they can be trustworthy of the wrong people, you know, so listen, the monkey in the year of the monkey and the best way for you to utilize this is really let yourself explore your creativity. Let yourself branch out and connect with community without losing your independence, like without being codependent. They are, um, they can also be a little bit mischievous and kind of a little bit of a prankster. So, you know, I always look that it's also similar with like coyote, uh, coyote energy, coyote medicine. It's like, take yourself seriously, but not too seriously. You know, um, the universe has a funny way of, making things kind of go upside down, topsy-turvy, when we get too serious with ourselves and about the way things, you know, have to be and when we don't allow for flexibility. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be um, concerned about the, you know, your your welfare and the well-being of your life, but, like, sometimes you got to look at things like a sitcom and kind of take it with a grain of salt and laugh it off and laugh at your own antics um, and move forward. So, you know, again, this year, it, let yourself explore your creativity and, and question kind of question authority in its way of, is this really helping me? Is this really, um, are these limits that I'm doing, um, helping me enhance and expand my uh, potential? So yeah, the year of the fire monkey. Something else that 
you know, I think with the new starts this year, something I, I started doing as a means of um, trying something new was challenging myself to try something like, you know, what sounds really fun, therapeutic, and I can get some physical activity out of it. And I decided to join Taiko drumming. I joined a Taiko drumming group, which for those of you who don't know, Taiko is a form of Japanese drumming. And it's pretty powerful. You get to make thunder. I mean, it's thunder. So not only are you getting the healing of the drumming, that sound um, reverberating through your body, you're getting to yell, you're getting to engage your whole body. And uh, for me personally, I'm smiling the whole time. So if any of you are in LA, <laughs> on Valentine's Day in the wee hours of the morning for the LA Marathon, we are performing to keep the runners pumped. Um, we'll probably be out there from, uh, I'm imagining we'll be set up by 6.30, 7 o'clock, and then we're going to play until 10 um, across the street from uh, the Walt Disney Concert Hall, and uh, we're at mile four. It's super fun. It's free to walk up, you know. Um, yeah, get some get some thunder. Get some of those old, uh, you know, stagnant energies shaken out of your body. <laughs> so what else, you guys? There's been so much going on, and I know I've been delayed in, in letting some of you know what I'm up to. I've just been swamped. I just came back from Providence. I worked with my friend Minka Sicklinger, um, and we held ceremony, and we, we were able to, like, meet with some radical people. I am really encouraging you all to take more time for yourself to honor your transitions in life and honor when you need support. Um, not everybody knows that you need support, especially if they assume you are strong. And most of you are very good at putting up the front that you don't need anybody. So don't be afraid to ask for a moment. Do you need a ceremony? Do you need support? reach out and ask for that. The other thing um, is, you know, giving yourselves enough and adequate time. We don't give ourselves enough rest to reboot. If you're exhausted, chances are you're going to get cranky. And you're, you have to ask yourself, like, am I cranky because I just need some more sleep? Yeah. And sometimes you need more time or maybe you're cranky because you haven't had any time to process all of the stuff that you have been going through. So allow yourself some downtime. It doesn't mean you're lazy. It doesn't mean that you haven't got anything going on. It just, it just, it's just a little like letting yourself regenerate. It's so necessary. Um, yeah, absolutely necessary. So I have a couple of questions from folks and I want to address these. The first one we have is, um, Okay, let's see. Gabriella in Los Angeles, how can I stop questioning my own intuition and learn to be at peace with my decisions and make them with more ease? Well, it, it's an act of trust, really. And the only way you can be more comfortable or stop questioning is stop questioning. And if, if the big things seem too difficult, maybe start small. Oftentimes, we want to trust ourselves, but if we can't trust ourselves with even the small things, how can we trust ourselves with the large things? So start small and do it daily. And then gradually build up from that place of trust 
and your confidence will grow also as you acknowledge when you trusted your intuition and it was right and it worked. Say, yes, I trust myself to keep receiving information that is true and correct and helps me um, in the highest good and in the best possible way. But you have to acknowledge it too. You can't like, just have something work out and like you, because it was based on intuition and then ignore it. Like keep validating it, you know. So you were right to, you know, ask your intuition which way to go to work today and you took the way that you kind of got the, the psychic or intuitive hit to go. And it turned out there was no traffic. Um, just as an example, say, yes, I'm so happy I listened to my intuition today. You know, it's just like things like that. So keep reaffirming yourself and you will find more ease with it. it. Again, it's a practice though. I think there's a lot of people who are psychically and intuitively opening up at a really rapid rate, you know, especially in the last few years, or at least there's an interest in psychically and intuitively opening up. And I think that's great, but I also think you have to curb your expectations. You know, uh, I'm going to be 39 in a couple of months and I mean, it's, is taking me a very long time. I still have doubts at times, trusting myself or, you know, uh, believing certain things that are coming or, you know, not wanting to, like I told a friend earlier, it's like, I'm not bleaching the red flags white, you know? So really allow yourself to kind of give yourself a break and know that it doesn't have to happen overnight and it's a gradual process. And like any muscle that you are learning to tone and define that, uh, it, it can take a little bit, right? Okay. So, uh, Layla, um, she, Layla, you didn't tell me where you were from. So I'm just gonna hope that you know that this is you. <laughs> and simply put, she asks, how do you figure out how to channel your magic? Well, I would give this advice to you if you were asking me about magic, creativity, your love, um, your thoughts. It's put your, you focus your energy and be very present. How do you channel your magic? You, you ask your magic to be present with you in the moment that you're having, no matter what the task is, whether it is making yourself a cup of tea, brushing your hair, washing your face, lighting a candle, burning sage, uh, reading a book, standing there and basking in the sun, you ask for the presence of magic to be with you. Just like the same thing with creativity. Everything you do is a creative act or a creative gesture, just like you live your life as magic. You are magic. You're not doing magic. You are magic. And that was the realization I came to this also as moving into the new year. It's like, you know what? I don't want to do magic. I am magic. And this is how I'm going to move forward from now on. Everything I do, I'm going to be creating an act of magic. And not just an act of magic in the sense of being a magician, but being a living, living embodiment of a higher frequency of what I want in my life. Now, we can't all be magic all the time, and we can't all be creative all the time, because without those contrasts, of course, we would not be able to appreciate and respect the magic or creativity when it shows up. So, when you're having moments and you feel less than magic, 
which sometimes I do when I'm waking up sleepy eyed and pissed because I didn't have like a very good dream or whatever, (laughs) or whatever else happens, you know, uh, where I don't feel particularly magical. Um, I'm like, thank God there is a moment later today where I can pull myself together and I can appreciate when I'm feeling good and I can appreciate that magic and creativity coming back and in that moment. And the same thing with being more at ease with it. The more you acknowledge it, the more it can be relevant and there for you. The other part of the question um, that Layla is asking is about ritual and is there spells or meditations, how to properly access and use the magic? Should I focus on ancestor work or asking my spirit guides? You know, um, ask them, ask your guides, ask them guidance, dear guidance, dear universe, dear helpers, please point me in the right direction, uh, you know, with how to channel and engage with my magic in a healthy, productive and positive way. And then you have to follow your gut and follow your intuition. Channeling your magic might not be a gigantic ritual or a table with all of the, you know, the dressings, you know, some people, I personally, I like making altars, but you know, it's not something I do all the time. Sometimes making magic to me is going in my yard and like today, picking from the lemon tree and talking to the plants and talking to the earth. That's magic. Um, and harnessing it talking to the hummingbird that flew by my head or the monarch butterfly or whatever random animals are in my yard. That is magic. So there's no proper or exact way or right way or wrong way. It is all very personal to you. And I encourage that um, you allow it to take shape however it needs to because that is what makes it magic because it's personal. And not everybody needs to know what makes it magic for you. I know in this day and age, we do share a lot via Instagram and Facebook, and and I I do it too. I love sharing things, but I don't put everything I do up there because you know why? It's not for everyone. It's for me. And sometimes not sharing everything with everyone is what makes it magical. It's like your own little secret that gives you this personal power without giving it away. And then in addition, there are, Um, Layla also asks, you know, kinds of like ties into your own magical heritage. Like, you know, she says, I've always accidentally felt more comfortable working in traditional gypsy ways, um, uh, in that I gravitate towards a certain way of working with cards or herbs and find out later that this is more aligned with classic Romani methods rather than, for example, Celtic. However, um, being mixed Egyptian, Turk and English couldn't exactly claim that this was resonant ancestrally. How do you find your particular methods for your healing and empath work? Well, I go to where there's no resistance. I don't claim any particular way of working. I am not strictly a pagan, a Buddhist, a witch, uh, you know, into Sendaria. I mean, I, I, I think you need to figure out the path that works for you. I've never felt connected to one path or another, even growing up. um, I've never felt like I needed to 
I, I, when I was a kid, for example, uh, I would beg my, my grandmother that I spent most of my childhood with was Italian Catholic and she was very much about church and I got baptized and all of that, you know, and then my mother was super anti, um, religion. Although she was highly superstitious and weirdly had Catholic values, even though she was very anti the system. Um, I mean, I was curious about everything. I used to take walks when I was a little kid to the church up the street. I think it was called St. Paul's from what I remember. I don't know. I would just like take walks on my own and wander up the street and walk in. And I just sit there and listen to the music and I would smell the incense and see people lighting candles. Um, you know, and then the next day I would go to my friend's family's house who were Jehovah's Witnesses and they were reading, having Bible study or my Jewish friend or my, you know, Cambodian family friend or, you know, my Nigerian family friend or like whatever anyone was doing. And my native friends growing up and going to, you know, like Wampanoag uh, circles and things like that just, it's very interesting to me. I never felt oh, this is yours. And I never felt that uh, um, I needed to close myself off to anything either. The closest I've ever come to devoting myself to a religion, the only time, was uh, probably about five, four or five years back. And I was really considering Sikhism like highly considering Sikhism. Like I got a Sikh name, I got a, you know, all this stuff. And, um, I spent, I was in New Mexico and I spent time, the Guru uh, Ram Das, you know, um, the Gudwara there. And like, I really feel like the Sikhs, um, out there saved my life. And, um, but then in the last moment I was like, you know, you're, you can't devote yourself to everything but you can devote yourself to everything. You know, it's like you can't limit. So anyway, I think you need to work with what's naturally you feel drawn to, what's comfortable. I think you need to be of, you know, that state of mind and any kind of work that you do, um, you do it respectfully. You don't appropriate, uh, you know, and you don't, you can respectfully honor the systems and the things that are out there. I, um, don't mind the aircraft above. If that noise is bothering you, I'm sorry. I, I would say this, though. Like, I studied for four years with a medicine woman and learned a lot of the, you know, what she explained as was shamanic healing. And, um, but I don't call my, I'm not a shaman. I think the word is redundant and overused. And I think we've lost a lot of respect for what a shaman actually is. Um, do I use the practices in my healing work? Yes. But do I need to put a name to, oh, I do this lineage and that lineage? No, I don't. But again, this is all personal. It's what you feel connected to. Uh, again, like I said, follow your heart and follow what you feel is true and right and what you can do right by and what you can honor. So how do, that's how I found my work. I, I found my work by what, spirit or my guidance calls me to do. And I thoroughly research it. I don't go to a weekend retreat and then say I'm an expert in it. I've spent years thoroughly working on it as much as I can. 
And even still, I don't offer some of these services because I don't feel like I have any right to. But I do know what I have a right to do. I have a right to honor my path. I have a right to help people who want to be helped. And I think for you too, it's finding the right path for yourself um, and finding the right people to help guide you and give you the sort of support that you need to do that. So one last thing before we go today and you know, something I want to remind you guys of is that new moon in Aquarius, it really speaks to reaching out to your community and getting some fresh starts. So really set some intentions. Uh, if you like for this new moon, set those intentions around your social circles, your community, and how you can be progress more progressive um, uh, in your own healing, and whether it's a personal practice or your professional practice. Really let that come through for you. And, you know... Um, something else that uh, really invite in, um, you can start to invite in new abundance this year, I think, with a little bit less guilt. <laughs> and also for starting fresh, just a reminder, constantly uh, check in with your energy. You know, do you need to smudge yourself? Do you need to clear yourself? Do it. Uh, sea salt and body scrubs, all of those things. Allow yourself to give yourself the fresh start you, you need not what someone tells you you need. Remember, it's different for each person. So allow it. Start that new thing that you've been waiting to do because now is the time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a beautiful week and I hope to be back soon. If you feel like sending me some questions and you want to have answered on the show, email bookmarcella at gmail.com with podcast in the subject line. Try to keep it to one question and as clear as possible, and I will do my best to answer it. If you have a topic or something that you're really wanting to discuss and you know you, you would love to see more of a certain thing, let me know, and I will happily do that for you. And also, don't forget to check out CorvusSociety.com. That also has um, upcoming classes and things that I am teaching. And February at Spellbound Sky in Los Angeles, I am teaching a Sacred Symbols Oracle Card Training. Sacred Symbols Oracle Cards are the cards, the deck that I created. There are a couple of spots left. This cap will cap at 10 people, so please um, check out the details for that. I also have a, um, actually teaching tonight, I don't know if you guys will get this tonight, but uh, a power Finding Your Power Animal class at Yogala in Echo Park. And then finally, also towards the end of the month, it's on the events um, section of the website. I am doing a group past life healing meditation at Yogala in Echo Park if you are in the Los Angeles area. Thanks again, you guys. Happy in bulk and welcoming back the light. Blessed be.